Welcome! You are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney-turned-alchemist and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. This show was created for courageous souls willing to step out of their comfort zone and design a new way of life. You'll gain inspired midlife wisdom from those who have done it as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen, and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. I'm excited to be here. Our topic actually for the entire month of January is going to be the health benefits of moving overseas. And the reason we're going to stay on that topic for the whole month is because there's so many and there's a lot of aspects to this and I want to be able to cover them. So today's topic, what I'm going to dive into because I really think it's the most important under this umbrella of the health benefits of overseas is really delving into a little bit of the science of our mind as it relates to our health. And by that, I mean our relationship with ourself, because at the end of the day, that's ultimately what is going to allow us to be healthy or not. So I thought this would be a good place to start for this new year, because um, as I mentioned in the newsletter this week was notice the ads this time of year. It's uh, it's like clockwork, right? It just you it's inevitable. You know, it's all about weight loss and fitness and health, right? Losing weight, getting fit. Um, it's the you know, those are the most popular New Year's resolutions that people make. It having to do with health, right? I don't know why that is. I mean, why can't you get healthy in July, right? Summertime instead of when it's freezing cold in many places. I don't know. But that's just historically when I guess a new year, a new you, right? That's that's the mentality. That's the way people think. And so that's what marketers have adapted to as well. So of course, you know, the gyms are packed, the fitness classes are full. I'm sure the Weight Watchers meetings are in full attendance. And then long about March or April, things start to slow down and things kind of return back to normal, right? It's not as busy. And that's just the annual pattern that we see. And I'm going to talk um, quite a bit as we go along on different topics about seasonality and how important that is. I'm going to actually share with you a passage from um, the book Seasons of Life, which by Mr. Jim Rohn, and that one of my mentors that Tom and I have enjoyed immensely through the years. As it turns out, the reason why people quit, they're, they're quit on themselves, right? Quit on their annual goals, their, their weight loss goals, their fitness goals, is because we have really good intentions, right? When we we set these goals, but we have a tendency to be overly ambitious in terms of how much we can do. And that in turn leads to resignation, defeat, and in short, life gets in the way. 
if we have a goal, let's say to eat a certain way or, or be on a certain, I hate to use the word diet because we all know diets don't work, right? So uh, if you, you make a, an adjustment where you're going to eat healthier, right? And then you mess up and, and maybe you have something that's not so healthy. The tendency is we're like, well, I messed up. So who cares? I'm not going to worry about continuing. I'm just going to, I'm just going to give up because I fell off the wagon. And so that's just the way that it's going to go. And unfortunately, um, the reality of it is if you can hit your goal 70% of the time, you're going to be moving forward. But unfortunately, we give way are those overly ambitious goals that we set. Once we fall short, we beat ourselves up and then we, a resignation sits in and we accept defeat. The research shows, and actually, I'm, I'm really excited to be in a mastermind group of authors. This is a group that our, uh, my publisher has put together, and it's just amazing. And we've actually been focusing on finishing. There's, there's actually a book out called Finish, and I highly recommend it. We've been watching videos with the author of the book, and he's actually going to be on our na- next mastermind call um, in person. So I'm excited about that. But anyway... What he says is the research shows, and I've lived this as well in in the coaching and mentoring that I've done in the area of goals achievement. And if you've seen me train on this topic, I talk about this a lot. It's much better to set little goals, even if they're like really small goals, like like don't make a goal to walk five miles if you haven't walked around the block, right? Why don't you set a goal to walk two blocks? And then when you achieve that, then you can do four blocks, et cetera. So the idea is if you set little goals and you achieve them, it turns out that that actually makes us eager to set and achieve more goals. So we can actually get addicted in a good way, right, to that process of goal achievement, and, and that's actually the magic behind the academy. That's what we've done is really helped people set achievable goals that they can feel good about achieving. And then you work on the bigger goals. So with the new year comes some really exciting changes for the Overseas Life Redesign uh, brand and programs. And part of that is the commitment to publishing weekly, both a weekly newsletter to help me uh, curate content that I think is of value. As if you've been in this group for a while, you know I love to share articles and the latest research and the different topics that I think are important when it comes to you know living that that dream life in paradise, and also publishing my podcast weekly. And I'm a little bit, I'll be quite honest with you, I'm a little bit uh, intimidated by that, even just saying that, because it's a big commitment. When I first launched my my podcast in the very beginning, I committed to weekly. And of course, they were weekly interviews, which meant, you know, having guests every week. And I did it, you know, in the beginning, and it just got to be too much. It was overwhelming to me. And so I backed off. There's a there's a classic example. I didn't mean it to be that way, but there's a classic example of setting an overly ambitious goal and realizing I can't continue. And rather than just quit and say, mm, I'm not going to do this podcast anymore. I thought, what can I do that is achievable for me? What can I commit to that I'm really going to be able to deliver? And that was by month. And so I've continued on that format. And I've also continued on that format 
of interviewing guests. And now at this point in my business, in my life, I'm ready to step up and say, okay, I think this is really important to really communicate on a weekly basis. So I hope you enjoy it. I can't wait to hear your feedback on the Paradise Post. That's uh, the name that we settled on for the weekly newsletter. And that's going to introduce to you topics, experts, strategies, and tactics for you to be able to better claim your dream life. And as I mentioned, then the Overseas Life Redesign podcast is going to be combined with this live weekly show, and it's going to still include some interviews, but it's also going to be full of actionable ideas and inspiration from me, your host, along with other experts as we uh, bring folks into our world to be able to help us be able to achieve our dreams. So it's all very exciting. I don't want to overwhelm you with too much information about all the changes that are taking place, but just know that uh, the roots have been growing under the ground and things have been moving along at a pretty good clip. So I want to go ahead and share this Jim Rohn passage. Um, It's just a nifty little book, The Seasons of Life. And um, in it, he talks about One of the great challenges of life is to have both the wisdom to recognize those sources of negativity and the courage to cast them aside if necessary. None of us would voluntarily drink a glass of deadly poison if we knew what it was, and yet each of us has friends or relatives or business associates whose effect on us is just as deadly as the glass of poison. The difference is that one form of poison kills instantly. Once consumed, the body recoils, weakens, and then all bodily functions cease. The other poisons kill hope, ambition, enthusiasm, and the thirst for achievement. The methods are different, but the ultimate result is the same. There is little difference between one who has given up his life and one who has given up his hope. I think that's that's right. What poisons do we allow in our life that you know are really damaging our health? The big one I want to talk about today is really stress and how stress impacts our physical health. I think we know it impacts our mental health for sure, but it also impacts uh, mental, you know, physical and mental health, both. It, it, it impacts our overall health in tremendous ways. And, and research has been uh, being uncovered at a, a really good clip that confirms this concept. I know Jim Rohn was talking about the poison, a, a physical glass of poison, or these other outside influences that can be as damaging to us as poison, but also our own relationship with ourself can be a poison if we don't take care to make sure that we are being good to ourselves. Let's talk about power for a second, because I think power is really important when it comes to health. And again, this is a theme we're going to talk about health the entire month of January, because it's health season, right? Uh, This is what people are focused on. And that has to do with 
the law of non-resistance, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit as well. So if we think about our power, our power to heal ourselves and to put ourselves in the best health light possible, and we, we contrast that against Western medicine, Western medicine has a focus on pathology, right? Like what's wrong? There's, there's the war on different diseases. You hear this terminology, terminology of war and fighting inv- invaders. And I'll bet you'll agree with me that the virus that we're dealing with, right? The pandemic kind of has us under siege. I mean, it, it does feel like we're at war a little bit. And uh, it's, it, it's interesting in, in our circles, we've talked about the fact that one of the best things you can do is to prepare the terrain. And by that, I mean, you want your physical body to be in the best condition possible to be able to fight it off, you know, have your immune system fight this invasion, right? If you, we get infected with the virus. And so that means, you know, what are our, you know, zinc has been proven to be uh, effective. Vitamin D is huge. Low vitamin D levels have been uh, correlated with an adverse result. And there's a lot of things, right? Eating well, getting enough sleep. I mean, we all kind of know the things that we're supposed to do for good health. And I'm going to talk about um, tips for stress management as we uh, get get further into our program today, our show today. The reality of it is most ailments do have mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic aspects. And stress is a huge factor, right? And uh, one of the examples we've we've shared with our uh, in our academy group is, a a situation with my husband, Tom, uh, that happened many, many years ago. He had a histamine reaction. If if you've ever been stung by a bee, you know, that big swelling thing that, that, and some people react to bees worse than others, right? Some people are allergic, but even, you know, a bad bee sting, like you'll get this hard red spot, right? It's, it's histamine buildup. It's the body's natural reaction to uh, an attack, right? And so the the um, serum, bee, the venom, I should say, from the bee is uh, interacting with the body's immune system and it, it causes this histamine thing. Well, Tom had a great big one on his thigh, his upper, upper part of his leg, and it was pretty bad. It was a big area. And he went to the doctor to find out what was wrong. He, you know, obviously there was something going, going wrong. And he, the doctor asked him a bunch of questions, the usual intake questions, you know, did you, you know, get, was it an insect, you know, trying to figure out what the cause of it was. And, you know, was kind of stumped and like, couldn't figure it out. And finally the doctor said, Tom, how's your marriage? And Tom said, it was a mess. It was really bad at that time. And as it turns out, that was a stress-induced, a physical response to a stress, the, the stress of a difficult marriage, of problems in a marriage that produced a physical response in the body. And that happens more than we even can imagine. I mean, we've, Tom and I have done a lot of research on this. We've read a lot of books about this, and it's remarkable 
how frequent we see this happen. In fact, there are uh, folks that, that books that we've read where they basically say all disease has that sort of component to it, either a mental, emotional, energetic, or spiritual type of aspect to dis-ease, right? A body that is not at ease with itself. So one of the things I'm excited to share about you for 20, with you for 2022 is something that I've studied for many years, probably more than a decade, probably a decade and a half now. Many, many years ago, I had a mentor that uh, gave me a, some marching orders to study a particular book. It's a very old book. It's called Working with the Law. And as you know, I'm an attorney, an attorney turned alchemist. And so I thought, okay, working with the law, I guess she's told me to study this book. She said, and she said, don't just read it, work it. You need to work it. You need to study it and know it. And so I've actually um, at various times through times through the years, I've, I've made that like my focus of my morning practice and really spent time going it. And I've read it multiple, multiple times. But what's interesting is it's not the law as I know it as an attorney, it's natural laws. It's working with the natural laws. And as I've uh, gotten away from the legal law that I studied, and I've branched off into learning more and being curious about a lot of other things, what I've come to realize is the incredible importance of the natural laws and how it seems like a lot of people either aren't aware of them or they forget about them. They forget that they're there, but you know, just because you forget about them doesn't mean they're, they're not there. Like one of the natural laws is gravity, right? If I drop this book on the floor, you know, or if I let go of this book, it's going to land on the floor, right? That's the law of gravity. You can like it or not like it, but whether you like it or not, the law still exists. And so it is with the other natural laws as well. So as we go through our monthly focus, uh, and like I said, this, this month it's health, I'm going to also be referencing various natural laws that I think apply in the topics that we're talking about. So the, the law that came up for this topic was the law of non-resistance, right? And, and that just simply means that you don't want to invest your time, your thought, or your energy to anything that you do not want. Because when you do that, you're setting up resistance. Like if you want, want one thing, right, and you're investing in something that is the antithesis of what you want, then you're really working against yourself. The example to try to, you know, make this make sense for you is water, right? Water is extremely powerful. And yet it's gentle, right? We, we shower with it. We, we bathe. Water is a, a really interesting substance, but it created the Grand Canyon, right? Uh, have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Just like been in awe, like there's a little teeny stream down at the bottom and it carved out the, through this rock, through the ages, it's extremely powerful. But if you think about water for a moment, what does water do when it faces obstacles? It doesn't, it doesn't resist them, it goes around them. Right. If it runs into if you, if if there's a little stream and there's a boulder in the way, right? It's not going to go through the boulder. It's going to go 
around the boulder or there's a tree in the way of the stream. And so your boulders, your, 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 so the water in this case is whatever it is you want, whatever the flow is that you want to have in your life, whether it's better health, more money, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to bring more of into your life, whenever there's worries, there's fears, there's doubts, complaints, arguments, anger, that all those things are friction, right? And uh, I know if you ask my husband, Tom, friction is bad on machinery, right? If there's any uh, mechanics out there or, or engineers out there, right? You don't want friction. You know, if, if, if there's a car, right, there's, there's things rubbing on each other or even on the sailboat, right? You get, you get chafing on lines if there's friction. It's not good. Friction isn't good. So, right, it's lube, right? It's, it's keeping it smooth, keeping things flowing. And so while friction is bad for machinery, it's really bad for us. If there's friction, it's going to burn out. It's going to burn us out, just like motor will get worn out, an engine will get worn out, our, our, our lines, our ropes on the sailboat are going to get worn out. Friction wears you out by really being in flow, that, that law of non-resistance is going to make things flow to you. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. Is it time to go? Are you starving for adventure and new experiences? Ready to lower your living costs and upgrade your quality of life? Do you long for the freedom to live anywhere with the economic satisfaction of earning in paradise? Imagine waking up in paradise every day saying, pinch me, is this real? You can live a happier, healthier, and more joyful life. Don't know where to start? Then grab our free paradise checklist to begin dreaming again and start defining your paradise. It's waiting for you at paradisechecklist.com. Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. I'll give you another example about that. I'm actually in the process of recording the audio version of my book. It's it's kind of fun, actually. I'm kind of going through and and uh, going, wow, this is, yeah, this is really good stuff, right? It, it makes me feel good. And I hope you enjoy it. If, if any of you have read the book, I know I've gotten some really amazing feedback and, and uh, testimonials on that. I really appreciate uh, the, the feedback I've gotten so far. But in the book, I talk about when I was a teenager, 
my dad had this kind of irritating habit of picking fights with me. And it wasn't like really, um, I don't think it was intentional on his part. I don't, I'm not sure why he did it other than, you know, I am a good debater, right? I ended up going to law school. I can make arguments both sides, right? And, and so I don't know quite why he did it, but, but he just liked to pick at me, kind of say difficult things. And when I was younger, I would, I would buy into it. I would be like, oh, dad wants a fight. Okay, I'll pick a fight. And, you know, we'd get in an argument. Maybe it might be playful at first, and then maybe get a little serious, more serious. And then, you know, it could sometimes end in bad feelings. And it got to be annoying. I mean, there was definitely some friction there. I really didn't like it. And then I remember I, I read a book um, and I can't even remember the name of the book. I'm sorry. Otherwise I would share it with you, but I do remember reading a book that someone gave to me and it was um, it was something about the dance, uh, the dance of, of intimacy or the dance of relationships, something like that. But, but what the point of the book was you know, it takes two to tango, right? It, if, if there's a dance, that means, and there's, there's partners, right? There's a dance partner, you're in flow dancing together. And what the book was talking about is if you stop doing the dance, the other person can't continue to dance with you. They might dance alone, but that's not as much fun, right? And in this situation, that's exactly what I did. So I read this book and I had an epiphany, like the light bulb went on, bing, and I said, ah, I think I, I think I know how to fix this. I made the decision then and there. I'm like, I'm just not going to argue with my dad anymore. If he wants to pick fights with me, fine, he can pick fights with me. I'm just going to agree with whatever he says. And so that's what I started to do. He would try to draw me into an argument. And typically it was by, you know, saying something outrageous, making some uh, opinion or some statement. And I just, oh, okay. Oh, that's cool, dad. And he would say something more outrageous. And he would, and at first he kind of got irritated. He was like, well, why isn't she arguing with me? Like, this is our dance, right? This is what we do. It just totally changed the dynamic because he couldn't continue on that behavior because I wasn't resisting anymore, right? The, the arguments were resistance by just basically saying, nope, I'm not going to resist this anymore. Just, okay. Yep. All right. I'm going to agree with you. Okay. It's, it's going to be your way. We, we can have that. And it changed forever that dynamic and that phenomena just simply stopped. That is an example of this law of non-resistance. And so as I'm sharing this with you, think about places maybe where you've seen resistance. There's, gosh, there's just so much acrimony and vitriol and, and stuff going on right now. And not just globally, really, it, it, it's, um, it is exhausting to try to figure out like, why is this happening and, and what can we do to change it? And the reality of it is we can't really, the only thing we can change, right, is ourself and our, our reaction to it. The other thing that I want to talk about today, and this is super important on this topic of stress, because it has to do with the power of our subconscious. So as we are thinking about our health and what we can do to become healthier, one of the things we have to realize is that we've got to recruit our subconscious to join us in whatever it is we're trying to achieve. If we don't, it's going to be very difficult. We're going to end up being in that category of folks that set 
these lofty goals for New Year's resolutions, whatever it is, whatever it is, it could be, maybe it's not health, maybe it's business, maybe it's income, maybe it's something else that, that you want to achieve in this new year. Whatever it is, we have to understand that our subconscious communicates in very specific ways. And in particular, it communicates through emotion and through images. If we don't communicate with it in that manner, it's going to be very difficult to achieve what it is we want to, to have happen. I'll give you an example, weight loss example. So uh, anybody out there besides me gain some pandemic pounds. It's okay. You don't have to tell me how many. I noticed that last year, about the middle of the year, well, actually it was a little bit earlier, probably about the spring. I was like, oh boy, I think I need to make some changes here because we, we went through this um, unwanted community stress incident, right? The pandemic, we all went through it together, but we collectively, you know, we, we reacted to it different ways. Some people put on pounds, some people went through severe depression. I mean, there were a lot of different reactions to this phenomenon. The bottom line is it was stress. So it was easy for us to consume those comfort foods, right? Those, you know, creamy foods, those uh, luscious desserts, those chocolate brownies. I mean, and stress can cause weight gain, even if you don't end up overeating a lot, because what happens is your, your subconscious says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we're under attack, right? It's the fight or flight mechanism. And so anytime you're under stress, whether it's a big immediate stress or whether it's the low grade every day, day in, day out, week in, week in, month in, month out, this ongoing two-year pandemic that we've been dealing with, even if you think you're like dealing with it, okay, you probably have that underlying stress response going in on your subconscious because it's trying to preserve the status quo. That's its job to keep you safe. And we're getting all this stimuli in externally and probably internally, right? Because you've got these, these negative thoughts as we all do about what if I get sick? What if, you know, what if, what if, what if? And, and so we do have those stressful thoughts going on even in the, you know, in the background, if they're not conscious thoughts, we've got to really take the steps to do everything we can, everything in our power to be able to get rid of these stressful thoughts. The way that that we're going to do that is to lower our stress level. And there's a classic example of that. I talk about her in my book, but it was also episode 17 of my podcast with Debbie Sale Cobana. She has Parkinson's disease. She was a nurse and got the diagnosis, continued to work for a year and a half and was like, that's it. I'm done. I need to focus on my own health. And she moved here to the island and her husband's retired. He retired at the same time. And his job is to take care of her to make sure that her stress level remains low because stress is a huge trigger for the tremors that 
are associated with Parkinson's disease. It's a great, great interview. I highly encourage you to go check that one out. I'm going to kind of wrap things up here a little bit with the five tips to reduce and manage stress. Number one is breathing. And I recommend you do this several times a day. Just breathe. Practice taking deep breaths. It's going to do a number of different things for you. One, you're going to oxygenate your whole body, particularly your brain, right? Your brain needs oxygen. Number two, it's going to have a physical response in lowered heart rate, lowered blood pressure. There's all kinds of medical research I won't get into that talks about the importance of breathing, particularly belly breathing. And I could, maybe I'll do a whole session on this because it's really fascinating, but that's number one. Don't forget to breathe. In fact, if you ever find yourself in a, you know, stressful situation, or you even maybe like borderline anxiety attack, maybe something's happened. Try to make that your go-to response is to breathe. And also it's great for relaxation. Like if I, you know, lay down and sometimes you ever get tired, um, you're, you're like really tired, but like your mind's going practice deep breaths. I'll practice breathing, you know, and, and even counting to five breathing in, breathing out and doing those deep breaths, like 10 times, it can really make a difference in turning down the volume, shutting off that noise in the brain Two, physical exercise and good nutrition. And what I think, oh, Debbie's raising her hand. Yeah, I'm glad this is resonating <laughs> with some folks. Yeah, we're bye-bye pandemic pounds. They're, they're, they're definitely coming off slower than they came on, right? They're easy to, it's easy to bring them on. It's harder to take them off, but, and especially <laughs> you guys will laugh. So I, I have my scale set to kilograms, try losing kilograms instead of pounds. <laughs> Little side note, I, I could change it, but I don't know. There's just something about when it, a new number appears. It's a big deal, right? Anyway, physical exercise and good nutrition. So these are things we know this, right? And it's funny because when it comes, I'm not a fan of dieting. I'm a fan of healthy eating. And I've actually been experimenting with um, not really so much what I eat, of course, you know, what you, you, the, the typical recipe for weight loss, right, is eat less and move more. Like if you really want to distill it down, that's the, that's the simple recipe, but there's some more to it, right? Especially, like I said, when you throw in that wild card of stress, it can make it really difficult to um, drop those pounds when those stress hormones are really trying to keep those fat cells uh, going. Physical exercise and good nutrition. I mean, those are just non-negotiable. I have a very systematic routine. I have, you know, certain days I do exercise classes, certain days I'll play tennis, uh, if weather permitting, it was uh, rainy today. And then I have some other, uh, you know, walking is excellent. It's probably one of the best exercises ever. It's easy to walk, right? But, you know, you just have to remember that you're never going to find the time for this you're going to have to make the time. You have to put it in your calendar, put it in as the most important appointment you have is the one with your health, the one for you. And so making sure like, you know, my day, typically my workday typically does not start before 10 o'clock 
because that morning time is for me. That's for my morning practice. It's for my physical exercise. It's for um, starting the day with good nutrition. And you want to do that. Number three, this one's huge. And I'm going to spend a bit of time on this. I talked about it already. Limiting your time on your devices and social media. And I would say the news feed, because you can tell, I mean, it, it's, if it bleeds, it leads. We know the media is addicted to this virus. Like they just can't stop talking about it. And it just gets so frustrating. It's like, is that the only thing that's going on in the world? I don't think so. And in fact, Tom and I have a favorite new show that we've been watching. We, we uh, call it the trumpets. It's time for the trumpets. And I don't know if there's anybody else on here. You can give me a, a comment, drop a comment or emoji if you uh, watch it. But we love the CBS morning show on Sundays with Jane Polly. It is 90%, I would say. Once in a while, they might have something that's a little bit negative, but probably 90 to 95% of the segments on that news show are positive. Oh my gosh, they just did a, uh, they actually was a replay of an interview with Sidney Poitier. Uh, that they did, but uh, they do uh, lots of, of segments on artists and musicians and, uh, you know, sort of, you know, backstage talks with uh, celebrities that are really more about, you know, what drives them really, really good stuff. And try to fill yourself up with the good stuff. I, I talk about in my book, I, I know I've shared it here, that, you know, many years ago, Tom and I uh, canceled the daily paper because we just kept seeing literally blood on the front page of the newspaper every day with our morning coffee. And it was like, it just got to the point. It's like, I can't start my day this way. And we stopped that and just started reading 10 pages of a good book a day, every single day. And you'd be amazed at how much less stress you experience. But more importantly, don't do it for your conscious mind, do it for your subconscious, because a steady diet of all of these stressors that are going on in the world is just going to freak out your subconscious. It's going to, in turn, generate stress hormones that, in turn, cause your body to create fat cells because it thinks the cells are under siege. And so the way cells protect themselves is to put fat around them. And that is going to be working against you as you, so you wouldn't think like, how, how do you uh, lose weight? Well, turn off your devices, right? It's not quite that simple, but there is quite a bit to that. And I want to make sure that I, you know, make those connections. I, I um, attach those, uh, connect those dots for you because it's really that important. Another thing, listen to guided meditation meditation audios. Now this is something, these guided meditation audios. So, oh my golly, probably 25 years ago, I remember uh, going to Sedona with a, a bunch of friends, a bunch of gals. We were in a mastermind together and we went to this, you know, new age woo woo place and we all had readings done. And I'll never forget the gal there. She said, Don, you need to meditate, but you have a really active mind. Now, this woman didn't know me, right? This was just one of those readings. And I thought, mm, boy, she got that one right. So <laughs> Debbie too. And so she said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to listen to guided meditation audios. And she actually recommended one to me that I still love. And it's called the Healing Waterfall. 
I don't know who the artist is, but if you can find it, get it. And there's a couple of different ones on there, but it is fabulous. And so you can put the headphones on and you are literally like transported to someone else. So if you're like me and, you know, the idea of sitting there meditating in silence for 30 minutes is like, that's not just, that's just not going to happen in my, my head. I get it. Right. Because you'll start thinking about all the things you need to do. And like the, the quiet, the mind is the exercise, right. But it's not that easy to do sometimes. And so I've found, and I, you know, I've, it's a practice. That's why they call it a practice. So you can get better at doing it, but I find I really like the guided meditation audios. And there's a few others that I listen to, but I'm telling you, if you have trouble sleeping, like don't take an Ambien or some sleeping pill, like just get the headphones out, put on this guided meditation. And I promise you, you will be asleep before you get to the end of the audio. It, they're magical. And there's all kinds of them out there. So just, you know, you can find stuff on YouTube even. Um, just, just Google guided meditation audio um, on, on YouTube and you can, you can listen to those. And then number five, last but certainly not least, is human connection with others. I can't stress enough how important this is for not just our mental health, but our physical health as well. We are social beings. We need human connection. And even if it's with Zoom, we had a, a Zoom, uh, a, a little newsflash here. Both of uh, Tom's sons, my stepsons, uh, Dustin and Patrick, are both pregnant. Uh, and one is in uh, Australia. She's due the end of February. The other one is in Southern California. She's due in May. And uh, it sounds like the ones in Australia are planning a trip to California. So we'll be able to go back and see these brand new, two brand new um, grandbabies. But anyway, all six of us were able to get on a Zoom meeting. And uh, we were, you know, all the way across the world from each other. And it was just magical. I mean, I know it wasn't the, the in-person connection, and sometimes it's difficult to do that with, with what we're going on right now. But I'm telling you, these, these Zoom meetings, I mean, it was, um, I could see Tom was lit up like a Christmas tree when we got off that. Um, he could, yeah, I could see the tears in his eyes. I know he's listening. It really was very special to be able to have us all on that Zoom meeting. And it was interesting. Uh, Claire is, you know, pretty far along now. She's due next month. And she did a post recently on a Facebook that was talking about, you know, how, I don't know if it's the hormones or what's going on, but, you know, I'm feeling the, you know, loneliness and this and that. And I thought, wow, we need to do more Zooms because uh, that was really cool. And I know they're uh, really having a hard time right now with, uh, she has a, a studio, she actually has a fitness studio speaking of, of health and fitness, but um, it's, it's pretty sparse attendance there right now because of what's going on in Australia. But that human connection, like I said, even if you in person, definitely get those connections in there. That's what I have for you today, this first um, Magnetic Monday with Dawn. The weekly live show is going to appear at the same time, five o'clock central, 6 p.m. Eastern in the Facebook group, 
and there's going to be bonus content. So this live show, I'm going to be, um, you know, kind of sharing more uh, insider information, sneak peeks into what's coming. And then the show will be edited and uploaded to my podcast distribution channel. So whether you're on Apple iTunes or what have you. So the audio portion will be there. As far as the Facebook group, I am not happy with Facebook. And I know a lot of people aren't. I'm not happy with it. So I've been looking around. I mentioned this a while back, have now created a group in MeWe. It's a U.S. company. They are committed to privacy. Most importantly, there's no algorithm. It doesn't. Um, it shows you the news feed as it is. So I've uh, been in the process of setting that group up. Have a great week, everyone. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit paradisechecklist.com and download our free Paradise Checklist to start your journey. We'd also love for you to become part of our Claim Your Dream Life community. Thank you for listening.